I'm Stefan Sittig, and welcome to American Theatre Artists Online, where we talk with leading contemporary figures in American theatre. If you've been enjoying the American Theatre Artists Online podcast, I urge you to consider donating to help the artists who produce the theatre that we all love so much. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, many performers, designers, directors, choreographers, stage crew, and theater administration staff are either without a job or in peril of losing their jobs. The Actors Fund provides assistance to artists to cover basic living expenses, such as food, essential medications, utilities, and more. If you love and enjoy theater, please consider donating to the Actors Fund today. Just go to actorsfund.org and press donate. My guest today is Tony Award nominee and Emmy Award winner Liz Calloway, an internationally acclaimed actress, singer, and recording artist whose Broadway credits include starring roles in Merrily We Roll Along, Cats, Baby, Miss Saigon, and The Look of Love. She can be heard singing the Academy Award and Golden Globe nominated song Journey to the Past in the movie Anastasia, as well as numerous other animated features, including Disney's Aladdin and the King of Thieves, Beauty and the Beast, and The Swan Princess. Her extensive concert and symphony career has included appearances in London, Paris, Sydney, and nearly every major city in the U.S., and she performs often with her sister Anne Hampton Calloway, with whom she created and recorded the theme song to the sitcom, The Nanny. Hi, Liz. Hi, Stefan. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. I'm happy to be uh, talking to you today. Well, Thanks for inviting me. Uh, absolutely. It's an honor to have you on American Theatre Artists Online, our theater podcast. I'm so glad that, that we were able to, to reach out to you and, and that you had the time. So thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for asking. I, uh, I've, I've actually gotten really into podcasts in the last year. Um, that's been one of my discoveries during the pandemic. So congratulations to you on having this wonderful podcast. Oh, thank you. It's nice, isn't it? It's kind of peaceful. It's something nice to do uh, when you're taking a walk or driving the car. Although I know you like to sing while you're driving the car. Yes, I, I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> I, I sing when I'm in my car, but I do listen to podcasts on my walks. <laughs> that's wonderful. Great. Well, we're going to talk more about you singing in your car because I want to I want to address that because I think that's fantastic. But before I even dive in, I like to ask um, my guests, how are you holding up during this this quarantine time? You know, we just passed a, a year mark. And um, how are you? And um, how's everything going? I am. I'm doing fine. I'm well, as fine as one can be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's been, you know, 
ups and downs for sure. There's been some, you know, wonderful things that came out of this. I, 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 at the end of the year, I made a kind of a last minute Christmas album, <laughs> which, yeah. which was sort of a very unexpected thing. But I, I, if there hadn't been a pandemic, I never would have made this album. And it's something I'm very proud of. Um, I've, but I do find, even though I do see the light at the end of the tunnel, I definitely have days where I go, oh, what, what am I going to do now? I'm, and, and trying to be inspired. And then other days where I, I feel, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make this. So um, I'm healthy. Uh, my family is healthy. Uh, I just, um, as of the recording of this, I just lucked into my first uh, vaccination shot. Oh, I, I, was, I wasn't eligible, but I had been going to my uh, local pharmacy at the end of each day going, do you have any extra doses? Do you have any extra doses? Smart. And even I will be eligible shortly. They let me uh, get it. So that, that was sort of, uh, that was a relief. Well, better, better a dose in your arm than a dose wasted. So that's good. Um, yes. And, and yes. Let's- but, um, but thank you for asking because oh. it's been, you know, oh. a year of discoveries, you know, a year of, you know, and I've, made i've cooked a lot i've re, mm. you know rekindled my passion for cooking and nice. and i just poetry and 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 then i've also now i'm also trying to lose you know the weight that i gained <laughs> aren't we all aren't we all oh yeah, my gosh so it's, it's been, been very it's relaxing been, but, you know, but yeah ups and downs yeah. like everyone I think well and for someone like you who earns your living and really spends your life entertaining other people live uh, whether it's on stage on Broadway, I know you have extensive credits for Miss Saigon, Baby, Cats, uh, the wonderful Merrily We Roll Along, which we'll have to talk to you in a second about in a second. The Look of Love, um, you know, and and all your extensive concert and symphony work. I mean, it must be difficult to suddenly not have an audience um, in front of you. What do you do? Sing for the, for your 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 family at home, or you know, that's got to be tough. It's you know, I miss it. I yeah. miss. I miss singing for an audience. You know, I've, I've done a lot of um, live streams. I've mm-hmm. done a lot of stars in the house. Mm-hmm. I've done a couple of live stream concerts. Um, and I shoot a lot of videos for people. Great. And it's, it's challenging. I mean, I, I can't, I love to sing in my car, mm. but like singing to my phone in the living, in my living room is just, it's a very strange experience. And I mm-hmm. miss, obviously, like everyone, I miss the interaction. I miss the travel. I'm someone who actually loves flying. Oh, I love wow. air, I love the travel that mm-hmm. I get to do. I miss that a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping to be able to, I'm hoping to be able to get on a plane in the next month and visit my sister who lives in Tucson. I'm in oh. New York. So that's, yeah. that, I, that I think is going to happen. And I'm, don't know what I'm going to do when I see her. It's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a nice plane ride. That's a nice cross yeah. the country plane ride. Well, good. Yeah. And then Tucson's great. I mean, I think that, um, you know, you did your Christmas album, you know, that was great. Uh, it's comfort and joy, right? Is that the title? I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah. Uh, comfort and, and joy and acoustic Christmas, which oh, was, it was me and a, and a fabulous guitarist. Wow. And so very, it was a very different, um, it was a very different kind of recording experience. It was just, so nice to have something to work on. Um, Peter Kahlo is the guitarist. He lives five minute walk from my house. Mm. And so we actually, where I've done a lot of virtual recordings, you know, in yeah. my closet for, you know, sure. demos. And I did something for Disney, but to actually 
get he has a recording studio in his house and to actually work with a person mm. and collaborate in person was just it was so nice and the reaction to the album was was more than i ever dreamed of uh, it could be so it was that was really nice but you know when you i'm sure you've experienced this when you you finish a show or you finish a great project and then you kind of come down from it then it's like okay now what am i going to do mm, yeah there's always so, that down part yeah so it's sort of like all right looking for the next project and try, you know i've been mm. working a lot on my youtube channel mm. uh, since this pandemic started and so i've been teaching myself how to make lyric videos so i'm trying to you know i have all these recordings so i'm trying to learn a lot of things because mm -hmm. that's a, a benefit of the pandemic is we've all had to become as you know technicians and yeah. i've actually now trying to learn as many skills as i can because i that excites me anytime i learn something new right well and for someone like you who's been doing you know you've been involved in theater and performing since you were quite, quite young. I mean, I remember you from, you know, the historic cast of Merrily We Roll Along on Broadway, right? And that was quite a while ago. And what an experience, right, to have. Was that your first show on Broadway, Merrily We Roll Along? Yes. Yeah, yeah that was my first Broadway show. Wow. And I was cast when I was 19. And then when we actually opened, I was 20. But one of the reasons it was such a, incredible experience was the first Broadway show I ever saw when I think I was nine or 10 was company. Oh, and so yeah. It was, you know, and I, my parents saw the show first brought home the cast album, which I just mm. completely, I still know every word, every, I could mm. sing everything probably in the correct key for you right now. Oh. Well, um, that would be a I treat. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll do that, that, maybe that'll be my next Bobby, project. I'll just, Bobby, like, baby, my Bobby, next Bobby. YouTube videos, I'll just sing the entire <laughs> album acapella. I'll do it. I would buy that. <laughs> and, uh, but, but Company, you know, yeah. it was uh, Sondheim, directed by Hal Prince, booked by George Firth, mm -hmm. and it was the Alvin Theater. And so Merrily, the exact same artistic team and the Alvin Theater. What so an it experience was for a 19-year, 20-year. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was heartbreaking in, in some ways, sure. obviously, because it, it closed, you know, very quickly. Mm -hmm. But I, I've always thought it was really the ideal first Broadway show experience because I was working with the best people in the business on something that didn't succeed. And it, it really, uh, it prepared me for what the a life in this business is. It really, you know, sure. so I've yeah. certainly had great highs and lows, just like everyone else shows yeah. that have been hits and shows that closed immediately. And so what a cast, I, right? You were with so oh, many wonderful people that went on Jason Alexander, Giancarlo Esposito, um, uh, help me out here. A uh, Walton, Jim, James, Wal Jim Walton, Jimmy Walton, Lonnie Price. Lonnie Price. Um, yeah, Amazing. I mean, just it was a fantastic cast, and we're all very, very close still. Mm -hmm. We're in touch um, quite often, actually, mm -hmm. and um, which I treasure. And actually, this fall is going. <laughs> God, this That's fall great. is going to be the 40th anniversary. Fantastic. So. Wow. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something. Oh, you guys got to do, you guys have to get together and do something. That would be, well, as an audience member, we demand it. <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone, tell Lonnie, tell everyone. Uh, best, and, worst you know, thing that ever could have happened. We did a, re I'm sorry to interrupt you. We did a reunion concert. I don't know how many years ago it was, 15 years ago, maybe. Yes. Um, and it was, that was unbelievable. Yeah. That was an incredible experience. Wow. So 
No, you I never was, know. I was I've just, enjoyed that again. Yeah, well, there, yeah, I was just mentioning the name of the documentary, Best Worst Thing That Ever Could Have Happened or something like that, right? That's a documentary yeah. about the making of, of Marilyn Roll Along and the history. So those who want to are listening in and want to know more about that whole um, episode, uh, they could, they could um, go there. Um, so let's hope that you can do that, that anniversary recording or production or whatever it is, or concert. Or at least a, a dinner or something. <laughs> For you guys, yeah. But record yeah. it so we can hear, we can hear you guys chewing. No. So uh, listen, so let's also, speaking about in concert and things that were in concert, right after Merrily Roll Along, wasn't it? Um, you, or a few years or close by, you got to be in this fantastic which I think is maybe the seminal, the best recording of Follies ever in concert with people like Barbara Cook, Mandy Patinkin, and you, and Jimmy Walton, I think, again. Um, what was that like to go from, did you get to work even more with Sondheim in that one? Uh, you know, I, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of time yeah. with, Steve on that particular project it was a whirlwind mm. rehearsal process and I I remember they had told us that they wanted the reason they wanted to do this concert was to have like a great definitive album of of the music and we were all terrified because we felt so under rehearsed we I think it maybe was two weeks mm. and we had no idea the audience reaction um that was one of that was probably the most amazing audience reaction i've ever experienced in my life Uh, when we all came down and and uh just also because we did a dress rehearsal in the afternoon with an invited audience but they weren't allowed they weren't allowed to applaud or laugh or anything so you'd finish a song and Mm. it would just be dead quiet kind of like what the pan performing in the pandemic right you know all the live streaming has felt like where mm-hmm. there's no there's no reaction when you finish doing something so we had that in the afternoon and then so the evening when we actually did it it was so mm-hmm. overwhelming um and i remember we did two performances of it and it was a friday and a saturday night and it was just i was at the highest of highs and I think Frank Rich re- reviewed it for the New York Times. It was just mm. a rave. Mm. And then it was over. Mm. And I remember I was so depressed <laughs> after that because it was that was the highest of highs and then it was over. You know, and that was just, and that's what life is. I mean, we've all had these amazing projects that, you know, that's how you have to savor Savor every moment. Yeah, because it's the ups and downs of of a career in the performing arts, right? And every and a lot of people don't know that part, you know, unless they're in the performing arts, they don't realize um, what a roller coaster it really is, and how you're sort of going from from job to job, right? There's no real job security, which is fine, but you know, you you you're always up and down on that seesaw. Yeah, exactly. I, there is no job security, and um, I. I I, you know, there've been times in my career where something would come up and they'd be, and someone would say, well, you've made it now. <laughs> and there, I, you know, except for a handful of people, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you ever make it. And I think it's probably a good thing that there's, you know, keeps there's. You, keeps you struggling and, and working for more. keeps you struggling, but it gives, you know, there's so many incredibly talented people yeah. uh, in this world that no one has ever heard of. Right. That oh, have, sure. you know, they have not gotten a, a break. Mm-hmm. And I am so 
you know, I realize I've been incredibly lucky. So anytime I've had instances in my career, you know, that, you know, things have not been going as well, you know, things come around and that's just, that's just the nature of it. Yeah. You got to have the good to go with the bad, but the, or the bad to go with the good. So, so let's, let's talk a bit about one of the really good times, I assume, um, for you, which was the Tony Award nomination for your work in the show. One of my favorite cast recordings, I can say I've never actually seen the show, and this might be a lot of people saying this, Baby, Malpy and Shire's Baby. Um, what a beautiful score that, you know, I, I will, I, I'll share this and I don't want to indulge too much, but uh, the I'll first- go ahead. <laughs> why not? Um, I, um, the first time I heard the fantastic song, which will forever be associated with you always, which is this, this story goes on from Baby, I was in my dorm room in college uh, my first year and someone said, you got to listen to this. I said, okay, sure. It's a show tune. I said, oh, okay, great. Show tune, whatever, you know, love show tunes. So she started to play it and we didn't say a word until it was done. And I was sobbing, crying on the floor. <laughs> she said, are you okay? I said, who is this? This is the most beautiful interpretation of the most beautiful song I've ever heard. And it was you. <laughs> so that's my indulgent moment. But anyway, let's talk about Baby and let's talk about your your performance in that show um, with a fantastic score by Malpy and Shire. Um, what was that experience? Can you share any quick, uh, um, you know, memories of that experience for you? Oh, it was it was amazing. It was uh, it was my first big part on Broadway, and it was such a wonderful, quirky character with such fantastic score totally spoiled me i thought oh this is the way it is it's like no that's a once in a lifetime once in a lifetime uh part Mm. um it was wonderful i mean you know i got to play for people who don't know the show i played a pregnant college student and i got to go through nine months of pregnancy on stage so it was just it was an actor's dream to to play that part and um you know there there actually even though it ran for, I think, eight months, there was not a tremendous amount of job security in that because we had our closing notice up almost every week. Oh, and, you know, it was just, it was actually a hard show to sell. And in some ways, I think it was ahead of its time. Mm. I think if, if it had opened maybe another season, um, it was just, it was just so smart. It was, you know, and... Um, and I it actually stars in the house, which if people mm. don't know it, it's, is a uh, it's a online uh, nightly. But how would you describe it? I'd Stephen? say yeah, I would say an uh, uh, online nightly sort of cast reunion sometimes. With... Yeah, cast reunion variety show. It's, it's fantastic. Seth Bessie and, yes. and, and and his husband James Wesley. They've been doing it ever since the pandemic started. Oh, it's brilliant! And it raises money for the Actors Fund. Mm-hmm. And recently they. They said they were going to take a vacation for the first time in a year. Mm. And they said, would you be a, a, a guest host? And so, and they said, you could do anything you want. So I did a baby uh, uh, kind mm. of a reunion. And I had Richard Malby and David Shire. And I had four of my castmates. And it's on YouTube, on the Stars in the House YouTube channel. And it was so wonderful to to all get to be together and, and realize what a, an amazing experience it was for all of us, mm. you know, it was profound. And there were so many people, particularly, I get a lot of um, uh, 
I think that cast recording is studied a lot in colleges. Absolutely. Which is the first time I met Billy Porter. Mm. He was, uh, he went to Carnegie Mellon. He's like, oh, we, we studied the Lizzie mix. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The Lizzie mix, which is your, your mix, your mix. But I'm very grateful also, you know, like the way the company album meant so much to Mm -hmm. me that the baby album, uh, has meant so much to so many because many people have never seen the show. Right. And the songs really do get get used over and over by um, particularly women, young women, um, you know, auditioning or, you know, working in a musical theater class. So the, the music is always relevant. It's always, that score is always in front of people's faces. It's really beautiful. It's a beautiful score. Yes, it's, it's a wonderful score. Great lyrics, great, um, yeah. it, it, great acting pieces to sing. And, oh yeah, it was a joy. And I, you know, I still sing The Story Goes On. Yeah. And, um, and the song means more to me now than, you know, than ever. It's, you know, it's just one of those great songs. Well, now as a parent yourself, uh, it probably means, you know, something different than it did when you were, you know, younger playing the part. Oh, yeah. Pretending, you know, imagining <laughs> what it was like to be pregnant. Yeah. And then when I had my child and then when my, my son, Nicholas, when he, um, when he got older, he's, he's, he's sung with me a couple times in concert. He's oh, wow. in grad school right now, but he's sung with me. And then to sing the story goes on after singing a duet with my son. It's very special. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then, you know, I think what's so wonderful about that song is the generational aspect of it that you, you know, whether you're a daughter or a son or a mother or a father, you feel it, right? So you, you were when you were in your 20s, you heard it, you felt it probably from that perspective. And now that you sing it with the whole other coloring. Yes, and I, you know, I do, um, I do something called cameos and Broadway World Stage Doors, which are, you know, um, I make personalized videos for fans. And I recently, someone said, could you sing a little bit of The Story Goes On mm. for my grandmother who's the greatest grandmother and so so that and she loves that song and you know and I think of actually the story goes on has had even new meaning to me now during the pandemic because it talks about my mother's mother felt these things and hers before Mm. and I think about all the things that we have gotten gone through in our lives and wars and and Mm. everything and and we did you know we kept going. And so I, I find a certain solace in, in that song now for a completely different reason. Of course. Well, you know, and then the whole pull of family. So it's really a wonderful, wonderful song that will forever be identified with the original singer. And that's you. Uh, so let's talk about family a little bit more. You knew I was going to bring this up at some point. I have to. Um, I hope so. <laughs> you would hope so. Um, uh, your sister, Anne Hampton Calloway, who many listening know, I'm sure, from her um, musical work. She's an accomplished musician and singer herself um, and has been on stage as well herself. You've worked on several projects together, and you are so much fun together on, on what I've seen on album or video. I, unfor- I've seen both of you separately. Unfortunately, I've never seen you both together, and uh, that's a goal of mine moving forward uh, in the next couple years, I'm sure, hopefully. Uh, album you've done songs two albums at least right songs tv sitcom theme for the nanny so how is it working with your sister oh she is such a bitch (laughs) (laughs) i was hoping you were going to say something like that i have to tell you i'm sitting here i'm sitting here in my basement 
looking into my laptop and literally as you're saying this i have a notification she notification a from ann hampton Kelly. she's like what are you doing what are you doing come talk to <laughs> she me. knows him she knows we're talking about her <laughs> singing with ann is one of my great joys there's not there's nothing better and um that's you know when we do shows together the our the show that most people know is Sibling Revelry um, yes. or know the cast album. Love that. And um, the cast album, the cast of two. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when we do a show together, we sing a handful of solos, but then we do mostly duets. And when we perform together, it's like I'll sing my solo and then I'm like, oh, good. Now I get to sing with Anne again. Mm. There's just something that is, I don't know, just so incredibly special um one of the great frustrations of the pandemic is not singing together sure and, the and, not, and not we haven't seen each other That's in over crazy. a year yeah, sure. and but with all these various you know it's it's difficult with the technology of being in two different places mm -hmm. and there have been times i said and let's just wait until we're in the same room because rather than try to recreate something that mm -hmm. isn't going to be satisfying, um, I'm, I'm hoping to see her uh, in, in sometime in the next month. And, uh, and just, you know, she's my best friend and uh, we talk almost every day. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful that, uh, you know, we, we weren't terribly close when we were kids. We, you know, I was, she was like, perfect at everything and I was just like bratty baby sister um, but uh, when she went to college and I visited her and we drank a lot and we discovered you know really how close we were and then we moved to New York together I was she was 21 I was 18 Wow! and uh, so we've had all these amazing adventures together and uh, I just I love her so much. Oh, well, you guys are fantastic individually and together. It's a whole other level, right? And so, for yeah. anyone who wants to get the sibling revelry album is is one of my favorites. But I also you have another album together, which I I was um, I really enjoy because it's called Boom, right? Yeah, it's called Boom. It's a it's a show of our, our favorite songs from the sixties and seventies. There we go. Well, whenever you guys so do much that fun. again, I, I hope we can do it again. Please We're going to be. Um, we, you know, we had so many shows together canceled during sure. the pandemic. Um, for sure, in January, I know it's a long ways off, but in uh, we're doing a, our show, Broadway, The Callaway, uh, at uh, Feinstein's 54 Below in January. And hopefully we'll do something, you know, we'll be able to perform together sometime in the fall. Have I you, have you both ever toured together? Have you had that opportunity? Oh. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, many times. Okay, we, we work together quite a bit, whether yeah. it's, you know, we still do sibling revelry yes. uh, quite often. We're going to be doing it in February in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, nice. um, and, oh, yeah, we perform that. There's Boom, um, our new show, Broadway, The Callaway. We yeah, we perform together uh quite a bit. Quite a so. Well, I'm going to hope that it comes through DC or New York because I usually can go to those two places because I'm selfish and I want to see both of you. I saw you. you, you to. <laughs> I you saw you at the. Come, come in January. Yes, I will do, I will do that. I, I saw you in, at the Kennedy Center years ago and it was just, uh, just so gorgeous. Such a beautiful concert, I think at the Terrace Theater. And then I saw. Oh, that was a nice venue. Yeah. Yes, and you exactly. were. That was fantastic. Uh, and then Anne Hampton 
I saw her, your sister, at Blues Alley in Georgetown, which was really such a wonderful place to see her because she was right there, like so close. Oh, yeah. Playing the piano. There's something, you know, I, we love the big halls and, mm-hmm. and all, we, you know, but there's something really special when you get to see someone really close up Absolutely. like that. Yeah. And absolutely. As I was leaving, I, you know, she was at the bar having a drink and I said, you're fantastic. And I told her how great she was. She went great. And as I was leaving, said almost as good as your sister. And she laughed. <laughs> she was like, she's like, aha. No, but she knew I was kidding. But uh, uh, she's so great. It's so Thank funny. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. You know what? That's so funny. I mean, we, we've gotten, we both have tales to tell of things like that when people were not joking. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Um, that's terrible. Is it that but, silly, crazy that someone would do that? <laughs> oh, no. But I mean, it's, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, there's a number of people who don't realize we're sisters. And, oh. or when they hear us sing, because we, we don't sound alike, we don't look alike. Um, there've been times where, you know, it's like, we'll show them our like driver's licenses afterwards. You have to we'll prove it. Right? Bring our birth certificates so they, you know, they want proof. I or, promise. Or when they realize it, they're like, oh my God, we had no idea. Well, you know, there's something that I was just listening to someone talking oh, a couple of days ago on, on a podcast of all places about, I think they were calling it bio harmony. I think they were talking about the Bee Gees. They were interview- interviewing um, um, Andy, uh, not Andy, sorry, uh, Gibb, Barry Gibb, who's still with us. And he was saying there is something about siblings singing together, right? That is a whole other experience than, than, than people who aren't related singing together as wonderfully as they might blend. Well, yeah, it's, it is fascinating. And actually the, the documentary about the Bee Gees was excellent. Mm. I don't know if you saw that. It was I did. Really, really, Gorgeous. Really, that was really, really interesting yeah so the um, bioharmony thing is is an interesting thing you know to... it is because you know like if if you hear anime separately i don't think you would necessarily go oh that would sound great together but yeah. there is something that happens um that's just something that happens when we sing together mm-hmm. and it's not just uh the sound there's yeah. i don't know I like to think there's a heart or a something that we share that is you know when we sing together right and her voice is is dark and kind of smoky and yours is a little you know more in the in the upper registers then but they go so well together and you know i was thinking you're both so identified with your voice um, and, and you particularly have done so much work on animated features, you know, where we just hear your voice, we don't see you, right? And so it's amazing. I was, I was playing to my boyfriend, um, Journey to the Past, and he was like, oh, I love that singer. I love that song. I love that movie, you know, that, that animated feature. And I said, well, you know, it's Liz Calloway. That's who I'm interviewing. And he was like, what? Oh, my God, tell her I say hi. He was so excited. Yes. So that Anastasia work has really taken you, you know, I mean, everyone's heard that. Uh, journey from the past journey to the oh, past. oh yeah well, that was it's it's that is the movie or the job that keeps on giving um i just it was one of my favorite experiences was doing that movie and i had no idea at the time um what an impact it would have on people and mm. and you know i we opened and you know we there was the album but it wasn't until i started doing concerts and touring really around the world and I would sing something from Anastasia and everyone would come up to me or people would start crying and saying, that's the soundtrack to my childhood. And oh, wow. I had no idea. I had right. no idea. And actually, right before, right before um, getting on with you today, I had a cameo request to sing, do a message for there is a Facebook group of uh, Anastasia Memes Upon a December. 
Oh, wow. And wonderful. And they, and so I joined the group. I've never made a, I have to, I've been trying to make a meme. I've never made a meme before, mm. but it's like, you know, all these people belong to this group because they, you know, it's, they love Anastasia. It's, and it's, it's a so huge big. group. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people. So That's- when you're doing, when you're doing the voice work, how is that different for, for you? And what, what do you find appealing about it versus the, you know, live on stage concert or, or creating a role on stage? You've done all of these different things. So there must be, it must be a different muscle or a different, you know. It type. is different. It is. I mean, and I love, I mean, I do so many different things and I love them all. Um, I love recording. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think the animated movie work, it's just, it's very, it's just, it's real. It's just a lot of concentration. Mm, it's very yeah. intense. Yeah, you have a very short period of time to deliver the goods mm. and you have to use your imagination because you might see storyboards and, you know, get a description, but then you just, you don't know what it is until you see it then in the movie theater. It's really, it's a really interesting experience. You don't, there's, there's no um, immediate gratification. When you finish it, you go, okay, I worked really hard. That felt good. And then you're exhausted. And then it's not till six months later that you see the fruits of mm. your labor of what you just did. Yeah. Um, I find that it's the singing. It's not quite as big as it would be live. You know, I've learned that you don't want to sing at 100% volume when you're recording. Mm. Uh, there's just something that's, uh, it, it's just a different, it's, it's a different kind of intensity, but it's, it's intense and I love it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I did a, as I mentioned earlier, I, I did something, it was a demo for uh, Disney um, and it was really interesting this time doing it in my closet. Oh, wow. You know, singing to my sweater. <laughs> Sweaters with like, you know, the producer and the this and that in L.A. Right. and this. Right. And I had all this stuff. Uh, well, not as much fun. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not, not, quite, not quite the same Not as much fun, but right. just the intensity of it. I, mm. You know, it was, it, I don't know, I, I really enjoy it. I wow. really enjoy it. Did you... And just the fact that it has such an impact on people. Yes. Um, that's... That I never realized before, but now, and so many people don't, you know, now some people are going, oh, you also did the Swan Princess, or you, you know, Uh they don't even realize it's the same person. So I was lucky that I did a lot of, you know, I've done a lot of different, you know, Mm -hmm. singing voices. Yeah. So talk to me a bit about, you know, as we're heading into 2021 and we are in 2021 and going into the year, talk to me a bit about what you've been um, doing. You know, a lot of these online projects, you're talking about some of them. I know that you, these videos that you have where you sing, I was fascinated by them, where you sing uh, on YouTube while you're driving and sort of like you start the song and you start the car and then you do this drive. Where did that idea come from? It's, it's really beautiful to watch. Oh, thank you. Um... Well, I it, I started filming these, I think, in the fall of 2019. I've always sung in my car for years and years and years. And I burn CDs of piano tracks. It's how I learn my music. I find it very hard. It's very hard for me to practice, you know, songs in my house. I, ju- I, I need to be in motion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I've always done this. And... I thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be funny if I ever filmed that? Just like, oh. I just thought 
and someone said, oh, you should. I didn't think about it. And then I, I had a, uh, I got like a nice phone and I bought a mount and I thought, oh, I wonder if I put the mount here. Oh, maybe I'll film something. And I, I, I did just like a little 60 seconds of me singing in my car mm. and people just loved it. Mm. And they, I think there's something about people say that, like you said, it's very relaxing, mm -hmm. uh, just sort of hypnotic to observe someone driving in their car. Um, I, so I've, I've posted videos. Um, <clears throat> I sing in my car all the time. I usually I'm not filming, but every so often, in fact, I might film some today <laughs> as a oh, matter yeah. of fact. Yes. Um, but you know, it's, it's just, to me, it's so relaxing to sing in the car, whether I'm learning a song or whether, and having moments during the pandemic of, I think like everyone, like great anxiety, just, you know, where you get, you're a little short of breath and you just feel nervous. And I find singing just that, that really is so nice. Sometimes I sing on my walk and no one can see because I've got my mask on. <laughs> um, so I have to be in motion and, uh, it, it, I love the reactions I've gotten, from, um, from these videos are, are amazing. And, you know, and, and for Occasionally, there's someone who gets very nervous about, oh, is that safe? I'm very, very careful. I, you know, that's why I don't do it all the time. Mm. Um, but, and that's something I've been, you know, in trying to work on my YouTube channel, I've been digitalizing boxes of uh, VHS and DVDs and uh, old cassette tapes, you know, as mm -hmm. a project to do. And I've uncovered some, you know, really wonderful uh old concert footages uh i've i just posted something with um that ann and i did something with ann and my uh, our mom we did Ooh. um and that's something if you know i i'm really trying to make my youtube channel be new things i'm creating singing at home you know songs at home and uh making lyric videos to my recordings because so you know just mm -hmm. getting my out in the world and then these old concert uh shots you know i'm really trying to you know learn video editing and all that and it's fun it, i feel like it's one place that i have um a little bit of control over you know what i can oh i hear something new to do you know oh, for sure so, yeah it's creative and you know, also it's about yeah. you know, your work so you can yeah so that's what i'm trying to i'd like to I, I, I really would like to get um, on a, a schedule and I think it would be good discipline for me just until I can have, you know, steady work again, because sure. it's just, it's going to be a while. And it's also uh, a gift, a gift you're giving to those who've been following your careers, both of you, but your, your career, particularly for, for, for a while, we, we, you know, we always want more, right? We want more um, live performances and we can't get them right now. So you're putting, you're curating this YouTube channel uh, on your Liz Calloway YouTube channel. Um, for those of us, you know, to unearth these things, for someone like me to go on there and be able to, oh, here's a something I've never seen from, from you know, Liz and her sister, or Liz, like you said, and you're with your mom. These are little gems that you're giving to the audience so we can kind of, be, you know, hold, o hold over until we can get you guys on stage again. I've, you know, I've had a lot of people come up to me um, and say how much my music is helping them through the pandemic yes. and how much they enjoy, you know, I... We, I'm, 
well, you're in D.C., you know, it, it mm -hmm. was such a miserable winter. Yeah. And we had, like, yet another snowstorm. Uh. And I, I recorded on my back porch an a cappella version of You Must Believe in Spring. Oh. I just felt like I had I to do that. something. Yeah, I was going to talk and, you to know, you about just that. Because, you know, so, so that kind of, I, I realized, you know, there's, um, I think people until we can be live and and after we're live I, I do think you know creating videos I think the more homemade it is the better mm. as opposed to like super slick right I think people appreciate um, it, it's, it's just you know being real and genuine the other thing and, you, you did was uh, yes for sure the other thing you did was a, a beautiful cover I thought I thought if I'm not mistaken of beautiful city from Godspell Mm, I love I love that song. Also good I, uh, for this for this time. Oh my God! Totally. I recorded a, a single of it, um, actually in New Zealand, mm. and then that was one of my car videos. Actually, right before everything shut down, and mm. I don't usually um, when I'm dry, I live about an hour outside New York City, and when I'm in the city. Um, I don't usually film myself in, in the city <laughs> sure. singing. I sing. I sing wherever I go in my yeah. car unless I'm listening to a Mets game. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and it was, and I had my, my phone on and it was, that's probably, that video has gotten more traction during the pandemic because there was a, 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 a an EMS truck that came at the very end and the siren was in the same key I was singing in and it was just crazy. And I sent it to Stephen Schwartz, the composer, and he just loved it. Wow. And that's a song that more and more people have listened to during the pandemic because God, if it's so true, so right it's, on. It's, you know, mm -hmm. and, and for so many, you know, there's been so many terrible in, in addition to the pandemic, so many terrible, uh, storms and just so many bad things have fires and mm -hmm. that song really i think touches a lot of people sure. yeah and the way you sing it and, and and you know so i urge people to go to the youtube uh channel and then you're you know you'll, you'll be surfacing little bits and pieces there and that'll that'll help keep us all you know um in check until we can actually see you live and go and buy a ticket to, to see you or your sister uh, perform or both of you together because that's really uh, something fantastic that you're doing there on the YouTube. So thank you for that. Um, so, I, you know, I, I hesitate to ask, you know, um, too much about people's sort of backgrounds. How did you get started in theater and all that? But was it, let me, let me ask you this because I've always wanted to ask you. Um, you are such a dynamo when you're singing. There is so much in your um, voice and, and the way you approach a song. Um, was it from a very early age that the singing was there? And, or was it an, I mean, because it, did the acting then follow on that, the performing? Was it always singing first or, or did, what, did it not work that way? I, I remember you said Company was an album you listened to a lot as a kid. Um, how did that come about for you, the singing? Well, I was a closet singer growing up um, mm. because Anne, of course, was, you know, sang and is extremely extroverted <laughs> compared to me. Yeah. Um, and our mom was a singer and a voice teacher. So oh. there's all the music. But I was so shy that I would only sing when people would leave the house. So and then I would sing to cast albums. And I, you know, I love to sing. 
I just didn't want to, it was just only in private. And I remember, I don't know, there's so much in my childhood I don't remember, but I do remember when I was, I think, eight years old thinking, if everything else fails in my life, I can fall back on a singing career, which is so ludicrous. <laughs> but, I, but I knew I, I knew I could sing when yeah, I was little. It's amazing. I knew I had a voice just yeah. from singing with, you know, Pam Myers, and I'd sing to the Hair album. I used to mm. sing "Music in the Mirror" with Donna McKechnie, and <laughs> you know, my you know, I have my favorite cast albums and mm-hmm. Edie Ormay and The Fifth Dimension, and mm. um, so I love to sing. But I didn't do any performing until I was in high school because I was too shy, and then I started doing theater really more for the so- social reasons of being in a cast, uh, and, and I loved, uh, this happened around the same time my parents got divorced my sophomore year of high school, and I was in the chorus of a show, and and some people found out about what had just happened, and this one girl was like, hey, you want to hang out with me and my friends, are you okay? And I, like, suddenly had these friends, and I went, oh, if I do theater, then I can have this feeling, I can have friends, and I can be part of a uh, a company, which I loved. And I still, that's my favorite thing. As much as I love the recording and I love concerts and I love all that, I love, love, love being part of a cast yeah. um, and doing theater. So so then I had to, you know, I, once I decided, oh, I want to do this, then of course I became obsessed <laughs> with, you know, and, and musical theater and I wanted to do theater. And so the singing kind of started that way. Mm-hmm. And then it was all musical theater. And I didn't, you know, I started doing recording and that a little later. Um, but, yeah, it was, you know, but I all those years as a child, really all my music was just for me. It's amazing. And, and obviously, you know, we're, we're almost out of time, so I, I've, I've got to wrap up soon. But I, um, you're... It's clear when anyone listens to any of your recordings or sees you live in person that you are a strong believer in acting the song fully. So it never really feels like I'm listening to just a, you know, a pop song or a concert, not that those things aren't fantastic in and of themselves, but the interpretation of the material and the way you, it's a monologue. And, and, well, and it's clear. That's how I feel. That's how I feel singing is. Singing is storytelling. Mm-hmm. And every song is a three act play, even if you're singing. Uh, every pop song there's mm-hmm. you you can i like to make a story out of every song i do i sing a lot of songs from the 60s i'm i yes. kind of love that era and i've had you know one of the best compliments for me um is when people say after they've you know seen me do a, a concert i never really heard the the words before that's I a great never, yes you know yeah, and to I, all those six and sometimes songs. it's with a theater song. Oh, I never understood that. <laughs> Even in the oh, theater. I never liked that song. Yeah. But I went, oh, that's and and so to me, that is that to me is um, what singing is. Wonderful. Um, it, telling the story. It's it's and so it's the it's the acting of it, but it's also the becoming of it and and expressing the story, which is why I frequently, you know frequently look for lyrics first before you know when i'm looking for songs that i mean Not and, really long, but i i gravitate towards a lyrics first 
Well, it's very obvious for those of us sitting in the audience who have gotten to see you, whether in a show or in a concert or watch even you on YouTube or on the screen or heard your voice in a Disney uh, uh, animated movie that you are telling the story with your voice. And so we thank you for that. And and since we were talking about 60s songs, we've got to go because we're out of time. But I wanted to end with um, your recording, a, a snippet of your recording of, of leaving on a jet plane from your The Beat Goes On album, speaking about 60s songs, uh, which you do so beautifully. And talking about taking a song that people hear as a, as a pop song and, and really making it a story song. So we're going to be leaving our listeners with that. Um, Liz, thank you so much for being on American Theatre Artists Online. It's been such a pleasure talking to you, and I, it's a great honor to have you on our program. Oh, Stefan, it's been great talking to you, and um, thank you for inviting me and wishing you all the best, and let's make it happen that you come and see a live performance. Um, oh, I'll be there. You are in New York. <laughs> I will be there, and I will bring many friends. <laughs> we will all okay, come together. All right. All right. Thanks I hope so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the American Theater Artists Online podcast. This episode was edited by Zach Walsh. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider donating to the Actors Fund today. Just go to actorsfund.org and press donate. If you'd like to share your feedback or send us comments, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at American Theater Artists Online.